bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host. It feels like I haven't been here in a month or something. Oh, that's right. That was you. Okay, my bad. So, <laughs> people going off on assignment, getting stuff done, working on projects, doing all sorts of things, leaving me here to slave over. Oh, we can't say that no more, can we? Uh, slave over this radio show is terrible, terrible, just terrible. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. <laughs> is the number. Hey, my show today is easy. Because guess what? Guess what? This statement today, my truth, let me tilt this so I can get it right while I'm sitting on LinkedIn and YouTube. This is for Jill Underly. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online, in the first national assessment of students since the pandemic, Wisconsin once again posted not one of, but the widest score gap between black and white students of any state. Now even greater margins. At the same time, Wisconsin's scores statewide climbed in the rankings Though the state's 2022 scores declined since the last national assessment in 2019, most states saw steeper drops. Known as the national, I'm sorry, the nation's report card, the U.S. Department of Education National Assessment of Educational Progress. Wisconsin scores continue to exceed 
other states ranking in the top 10 in math. Four fourth and eighth graders and reading for eighth graders. Fourth grade reading as it was in 2019 continues to be the state's worst area. And so as I read through this article, it talks about reacting to the scores. Wisconsin Department of Public Education celebrated. And I'm like, what is the Wisconsin Department of Public Education? You mean public instruction? I think the reporter should probably pay some attention and get it right. Or maybe I'm wrong, but I digress. Their drops were slighter than what the Department of Education deems to be statistically significant. Ask that question. Make that statement to the parents of the kids that can't read or do math. The declines for Wisconsin, believe it or not, are significantly higher, which doesn't make any sense to me. Just doesn't make any sense. So one of the things that I've been looking at is trying to figure out exactly Exactly what Jill Underley's been doing. I don't understand what she's been doing. So she's been here a whole year. She's been taking care of Wisconsin schools for years. She's been a superintendent. But yet somehow, when it comes time for the schools to do well, She's nowhere to be found. In the statement, State Superintendent Jill Underly also acknowledged the persisting opportunity gap between black and white students. Underly said, we've known Wisconsin's racial disparities and assessment results are among the whitest in the nation for too long. And those troubling results are yet one more indication that we must close the opportunity gap in our state. Really? Wow. I love how Jill Underly always states the obvious, but never gives you a plan on what to do about it. Oh, wait a minute. She gave her kids a plan because her kids, she took them out of the public school that wasn't performing and put them in Catholic school because she could afford it. But this is the same woman that doesn't want you to have school choice. You shouldn't be able to choose where your kids go to school or to get a better education. Her, on the other hand, because she's privileged and white and has the money to take her kids and put them in a private school, she did it. But you're not her. She's special. And while about a dozen states didn't report test scores for black students because of low numbers, all other states reported score gaps between black and white students. Wisconsin had the widest gap out of every state in each Category, although Washington, D.C. was worse. Other states came close. In fourth grade, now now listen to this. Let me go back and talk about what Jill Underly said. Biggest mistake Wisconsin ever made was making her the superintendent. It said, state superintendent Jill Underly acknowledged the persisting opportunity gap. Opportunity gap? Are you an idiot? 
We've known Wisconsin racial disparities in assessment results are among the widest in the nation for too long. How long have you been in education and how long have you allowed it to persist? And what have you done to change it in the two years you've been here? Oh, that's right. You're special. You don't do anything. You just take care of your children. No one else should be able to take care of their children. Well, let's look. Fourth grade math, white students in Wisconsin scored 37% higher than black students. The next biggest difference was 18% in Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. In fourth grade reading, white students in Wisconsin, 22% higher than black students. Next biggest difference was 19% in California and Maine. Eighth grade math, white students, 23% higher than black students. Eighth grade reading, white students, 16% higher than black students. What's missing from this? What's missing from this? Where are the numbers? So if I'm 37% higher and we're all in the D range, right, and you're a C, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's significant. I don't know if a 37% higher, which is almost 40%, and the bottom is like an F, 37% higher might only put me at a, a D plus or a C. But what are some of the contributing factors? What's causing black fourth graders in Milwaukee to score among the lowest among all of the school districts that participated. Well, you know the obvious idiocy that they said. NPS said the learning loss from the COVID-19 pandemic is real. The numbers were terrible in 2019. The last time they did it. So what are you talking about? We're committed to continue keeping students on track. They're failing. What are they tracking? Failing? The programs we implemented are in place, and we're looking at new efforts, new ways. We've been hearing the same crap for 50 years. When is somebody going to come in and take over MPS and do what's needed to be done to make sure all students of all races and all demographics and all levels of income learn? It's ridiculous. It's terrible. And the NPS superintendent of schools, any choice school that is not teaching our children, any charter school that's not teaching our children should be put out of business. It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. One of the persons interviewed said that the data showing the disparity in reading and math scores has been a persistent problem. No kidding. The discrepancy in student test scores stems from a lack of opportunities they have. Opportunity for what? Whether a student experienced poverty versus someone who was not, or whether a student faces job disruption from the pandemic or been shuffled and shuffling among family members because of a lack of daycare while parents work. 
which has been happening for decades, yet decades of kids have made it. So what is the Milwaukee Public School not doing? What is the state of Wisconsin not doing? Someone said Wisconsin has had a black and white discrepancy on testing for such a long time. It's time we do something about it. Because the white people are making white people the arbiter of what's right and what's not and what's good and what's not based on what they think. And using themselves as the standard, as in everything we do. How we talk, how we act, how we wear our hair, how we speak, how we're educated. She added that it is difficult to find standardized assessment that aren't biased. When we're looking at st- so your teaching isn't biased. Your testing is, is, I'm sorry, your teaching is biased. Your testing is biased. So then why haven't you come up with a test that can test black and brown children in a way that they understand and are able to show what they know? Like, where have you been and what have you been doing other than living in the school uh, a teachers union created bubble where if you go outside of it, you lose all rights and privileges, as has happened to so many other people who tried to speak up about MPS. Jill Underly should be ashamed of herself. Jill Underly should go somewhere and resign. If Evers is trying to drop $2 billion to boost education funding so that they can take it and give it to teachers and build schools instead of educating the children, that's a waste of time. If you have less students and more money, what exactly are you missing? And through all of this, the only thing Jill Underly can say, the only thing she can do is to look back to the interview we had last year when she ran for office. And when she got caught talking out of both sides of her face, The only thing she can tell people today is, oops, I did it again. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Kenny. Yes, I'm worked up. And who was this knucklehead they called? What was his name? Chuck? Yeah. So here's the deal, Chuck. Nobody's blaming white people for anything. What I'm blaming is the white people that created the system that we have to work in that benefits them and then turns around and they aren't responsible for what it is they're supposed to do in that system. When black people don't take their kids to school, when they don't care about all that, whatever decision they make regarding their children that causes them not to perform and go to school, I complain about it. You're a terrible parent. 
some of them are struggling and it's not that they're terrible parents. They simply can't at which point they need help, but you're not going to like pick black people and then tell us what our problem is or why we're not doing something It's different for each person. But I'm talking about people that are in charge of education in Wisconsin. It's their job. They get paid ahead. What's what's the salary of the uh, um, DPI superintendent? Because it doesn't matter because before that, she made enough money to take her kids to private school. And then on the talking text line, George said, didn't you put your kids in a private school? What does that have to do with Jill Underly? Of course I did. I struggled as well. Back when I had two kids in private school, K-12, I struggled then to make it. But I did it. Why? Because MPS was not the place I wanted my children. And that's not saying MPS is a bad school. I happen to have a dual income family that was able to afford it. And it was tight. And I did it anyway. Do we have a salary for her? The, the uh, DPI? Let me, let me look it up. Cause see, this gonna, it's going to drive me crazy till I find it. Ah, okay. Um, uh, I'm typing. $127,047. Wisconsin Superintendent of Public Instruction Salary for 2022. $127,047. So, do your job or give up the dough. What does me sending my kids to private school have anything to do with this conversation? Yes, I sent my kids to private school. What I didn't do is send my kids to a public school, be an employee of the public school system, and send my kids to private school. Because that would have made me a hypocrite. My children have always gone to private school, and they went to a public school when they went to college. And then one didn't like it and transferred to a private school. So if you're going to try to call somebody out, be accurate. Didn't my kids go to a private school? So what? And I never said that you couldn't go to a public school or a private school. I never said that public school, you should just eschew public school altogether because that's not true. There are some absolutely great public schools. I'm not talking about suburbs. I'm talking about right here in Milwaukee. Phenomenal public schools. So that's not the problem. The problem is you telling a parent that they can't take their kid where they want to take their kid with the money that they put into the system. It's arrogant. It's wrong. And it's another example of how people that make the system, we are Black people always end up at the bottom of the totem pole. And from what I understand, you're not supposed to say totem pole because it might be offensive to Native Americans. At what point are we going to step up and fire Jill Underly? You 
you talked all this trash and people voted for you and all these school unions came through and I even interviewed you on my show and you ended up being tongue tied because I caught you in a, in a, what's the word I want to say? Got to be respectful in a, in a reversal because you said one thing, but you did something else. If the students aren't there, how are you losing money? I gave the example. If you have a business and you have 10 employees, why would you budget for 50? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. George from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'll find out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. So I was just telling your producer. Yes, sir. We don't never talk. We always argue. So. Well, but it's you fun. Know, and I, and you, I know, not, you know, you know, you know. I love you and respect you, brother. Well, I do the same to you too. But right. uh, you know what I called to say, Doctor Ken. Yes. I think we place too much of the blame on MPS. What about the parents? Where do the parents fall in at this? That they're not sitting down doing and reading with their children. True. Where, where does that? I can tell you right. I can tell you right now. Is Come that is that a question right or a comment? It's both. Okay, so I'll, because, I'll let you, know, you I say. I wonder first. how many of them. I wonder how many of them aren't. I'm not saying all, but. Uh, when I made that comment, private schools, I was—I bet you was making sure your kids had their homework and reading and all that stuff done right. My kids were reading before they went to school. But I'm saying you and your wife made sure of that too when they came Absolutely. home with their homework and stuff. They were Absolutely. Okay, but that's why that's what I'm saying. How many of these parents are not doing that? But but I here's what we're doing, George. Thing. But what we don't want to do, George, is come up with a reason why the why black parents aren't doing it, and then make that a solution when in fact it doesn't help everybody. We don't know why. We need to step in and figure out why this isn't happening at the at the at the home level. You're you're a hundred percent right. Well, I can tell you this, and and I don't want to say because I'm pretty sure you know, but I got educators in my family, mm-hmm. lots of them. Me too. A church full of educators. Yep. And one of their main complaints is they don't get enough support from the parents. Correct. A hundred percent correct. And, and maybe that's. Because, you know, I think you said you grew up in Illinois, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure it wasn't no different. We about the same age. (laughs) What was your job to get good grades? You better not, your parents better not have missed a day of work or anything to come and check on you at school. That was our job. It was no ifs, ands, or others. My teacher don't like, wasn't wasn't no excuses. But I didn't come from that kind of home. But I didn't come from that kind of home. Well, well, I came from the kind of home people are talking about. Single parent, mother didn't work on welfare, father alcoholic, he died. So that's why I'm at a point where at some point you got to kick in or put it in your children. I agree it's the parent. Like probably 70% 70 is the parent. One of the first things I remember that uh, uh, Obama said when he ran for four, when he was president, he said, I need your help. I can't do it alone. Put them Xboxes down, turn that TV off and, and help your kids with their schoolwork. And that was, what, 2008? And we still talking about the same old stuff? But That's Obama, Obama wasn't first. Like, this has been going on since before Obama in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. Well, what happened? Well, one of my first things, parents, man. 
I can't blame all the parents when I'm paying you $127,000 to come up with a with a hang on, hang on, to come up with a solution. I know you're not. I'm not blaming all. I'm saying. That you know, I pay $127,000 for you to come up with a solution to fix it for the parents and the schools because that's your job. You well, are the, the, the well, superintendent. If you come up with a plan and the parents, but if you come up with a plan and the parents aren't still going with it, what are you going to do? Then we go after the parents. Then. Well, yeah. But then you complain, not, not you, exactly. but then people complain that you can't go after the parent. So then just leave them. Mm. We, just, we just leave black kids out there. <laughs> Can, can 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 I say this? Yes, sir. And, and I don't mean don't when I when I say all this kind of stuff, I don't mean any disrespect. But we we make these kids. These kids are soft. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the things that we had to go through. Even when I told my kids, sometimes I said, "Ain't no way you would have made it through Georgia Patricia Lawson's household." <laughs> <laughs> my parents, you know, and I asked my dad one time, I said, man, I'm trying to do everything you did. He said, no, you ain't. And I said, what you mean? He said, you got TV in your room? I'm like, yep, your kids got TV in their room. Yep. You got phone in your room? Yep. Your kid. So we spoil them, Dr. Ken. And but I wouldn't call that, that spoiling because my that. children earn those things. Like if you did this, then you got that. If you didn't do this, you didn't get that. When you well, did, you're one, right? you, you, you're, I'm not saying I'm right? not saying that you're one of the only, but most kids just get stuff today. They don't earn it today. That's they get what it I mean because everybody small. else got it. Well, you got one, so I want a- one. Amen. You got a car, I want a car. You got a, like, what? Man. But see, our our house wasn't like that, Doctor Ken. You like you said, you earned it, and it made you appreciate it more. Parents showed up at teacher parents conference. Taking up for the student, taking up for the student who's messing up and not going to class. How are you taking up for the student? Why would I pass your student? They haven't been to school in 87 days and it's only 200 days in the school year. Oh, man, it's crazy. But I'm I'm going to get off. But I do want to talk to you because I did go back and read that. What you told me to read. Uh huh. Remember that we got into the debate yep. about or yep. argument about, uh-huh. and I went back and read that. But I want to talk to you one day about it. Basically, it's just stop and frisk, ain't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So and, that's what I want to. So when you, you threw that be... curveball at me, and I didn't know. Uh huh. So if you if, can, can can we talk about it different, or you want me to react to it today? Oh no, I gotta go. Okay. All right then. God bless you. Man. I appreciate you, brother. But I do want to talk to you about that. Okay. Give us a call back. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. We got calls. We got talking texts. But more importantly, we got traffic and weather. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833 one seven is the number. I got so much stuff I'm gonna be giving away. We're gonna be talking about some stuff, and later I'm gonna be at five o'clock hour. Gonna be full because I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you want to play this?" And then y'all gonna jump in, and we're gonna be trying to give away some tickets to come see Wakanda forever. So come check it out. So just make sure you keep listening to five o'clock hour. However, on Friday the twenty eighth, tune in to Sherman Hughes, the truth with Sherman Hughes, for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. Uh, 12 p.m. speaks Northwestern Mutual's financial advisor, Erica Wright, where she will 
provide financial tips and strategies to help reimagine your small business by following key financial strategies. Remember, Northwestern Mutual is the national leader in financial services, and every month Sherwin will be here speaking with a representative like I do from Northwestern Mutual about investing and building generational wealth and just really how to best reach financial freedom. That's Friday the 28th, 12 noon, Erica Wright, Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisor on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Right here on the new 1017 The Truth. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mr. Medi said, can't blame the system totally. My kids are well-mannered and smart. They have homeschooled and went to Burlington schools, brown race, keep their kids off TikTok, Instagram. Then they will learn something, teaching them how to roll blunts, get drunk, being demonic. Ain't it? Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We have to stop blaming external things for internal issues. We have to stop blaming other things, other people. Social media is only as good as what you put in it. Social media is only as good as the time that you spend in front of it. So if your kid is spending too much time playing video games, first, find out if they're good at it and what are their plans. Are they trying to go into tournaments and win money and go to college, that kind of thing? Become a programmer, right? Find that out. Don't apply generalities to your kid and end up destroying your kid because you didn't take the time to figure out your kid had a strength for this. My daughter had a strength for programming stuff. Now that was, that's what she does for a living. How did I figure that out? I went places. I called. We looked. We figured it out. One day I'll tell you, because I'm writing a book on it, to tell you this is what was done in order to figure out how our, our children, their strengths, their weaknesses, what things to work on, what things to avoid. See, I admit, I'm a little outside the box. Okay, that's a lot. I'm a lot outside the box. So when you have to do something, I have a significantly high internal locus of control. I think that something's going to happen, I got to do it. If something's going to come to fruition, I got to make it happen. And if I can't, then I'll go out, find a team, find a group, let's get this thing done. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and complain about, woe is me, how come the school ain't taking care of my kid? Well, I didn't let the school take care of my kid. I didn't let my kid go to that school. I put them where I thought they would do well. And they did. Both of them. Phenomenal. And their friends did well, too. They did phenomenal. So all these black and brown kids in Milwaukee that are doing phenomenal things, doing great things, and all we look at is a gap and say, that's all black kids? No. Kids are graduating. We're putting money in their pockets, sending them off to school, sending them to HBCUs, doing great things in Milwaukee. But every time somebody that don't look like me 
start to talk about kids, all of a sudden, we talk about the gap and how brown and black kids aren't doing well. And we're a broad spectrum, just like everybody else. We've got a few of us that are doing poorly. Got some of us that are in the middle. Got a few of us doing great. Let's make the great better. Let's make the great bigger. 833-212-1017 is the number. Mike from Milwaukee, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How you doing, Dr. Ken? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was listening to you and your caller for a while here. Interesting topic. I think it's missing a lot of information, but interesting topic. You say all these black and brown kids are doing well, and that's fine. I believe you. I know you. I know they are. But how many out of the whole community? How many are doing well? Is it enough to sustain the community and change the direction? You know, that's the question. Okay. We know there's some children doing well. We know that. But is there enough to make some changes? We know there's a lot of institutional racism in NPS. Sure. But then you why know? don't so why don't we talk about the ones that won? So, but why don't we talk about the ones well, that won? Why do we always talk well, about the ones that don't? Because I'm gonna tell you why. I'm why is that? Tell you why. why is that? Because the amount of people, the, the amount of people that are not getting uh, being successful, is larger than those that are. You sure? And when you and when you mandate, well, you haven't told me no different. I'm just saying that's not my job. That's the Department of Public Instruction's job to do that. Yeah, but I but I haven't heard you talk too much about the Department of Public Instruction. I've heard you bashing huh? black children and black parents for not clearly sure you weren't listening to me. Doing their homework. I don't know what you were listening to, but I didn't. I don't think I bashed black parents or black kids. You blame the kids. You blame the parents. Are we talking about black and brown children? They're talking about failing in, in school. And so clearly like that. that's all you heard, that and that's okay, Mike, but there was a lot more that I said that was inclusive of the state, that was inclusive of the schools, that's inclusive of the parents. I never blame the kids, ever. That that never came well, out of my let mouth. Let me ask you this. Sure. Let me ask you this. Sure. Wasn't there a, uh, a gap between um, black and white children even before we even had uh, Xbox? Yes. Wasn't there a gap yes. between uh, black? And then we're talking reading and things like that. There's yes. other things they don't measure, but just the basic stuff. Yes. Um, wasn't that, wasn't, and isn't this like you, you talk about these parents? Um, aren't they the, um, aren't this, isn't like, aren't they the uh, result of NPS? I don't know. Aren't they, aren't they, aren't they, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I'm sure some I think, are. I think I'm, it over now. I'm sure some are, but what I'm not going to do is generalize and put all parents that have kids in MPS went to MPS because that's just not true. 90% of them did. I, I, I put a dollar on 90% of them. Okay, that's you. I put a dollar right. on that. I mean, I'm going to take that chance and say that. But what's the, the outcome? Majority of but, parents, okay, but what does that do? That, no, I'm just trying to say. Okay. Yes, most I say at this point right now. Grandparents and parents and aunts and uncles and, and adults in the NPS community probably are the third, fourth, maybe fifth generation being okay. graduated from NPS. Okay. And so I'm looking at that going, okay, so if their attitude toward NPS is not like what yours is, 
there's probably a good reason for that. And what there's attitude is that? that? And what attitude is that? It would be that it would be that they didn't teach me higher level math when they could have. It would be that they didn't let me get my interest, like what you're talking about programming. So Instead, they forced me to do group learning. So what do we do? Well, one, we don't know that. We would have to go back and ask those teachers and principals that, that, that are teaching there and working I there. Because I've already been there. I've well, already okay. been there, man. Okay. Okay. I've worked at MPS in the classroom. I know what they're doing. So, in other words, so in other words, I can blame you for some of those kids that didn't learn absolutely go right in here if you think that's what's going to do it for you you do that okay let me just say this when you got 30 children in a classroom Mm -hmm. in one classroom Mm -hmm. and probably let's say fourth grade i'll just say that they haven't uh gutted the uh law where they were doing 15 below that okay it was called something so anyway now they upped it to 30 sometimes 35 okay i'm gonna just tell you like it is tell me no, te- very, very few teachers are going to have a child in the fifth grade write a couple of paragraphs on a particular subject and then go home and grade all of that in a proper, responsive manner. Really? And still continue. Really? Wow. Right now, I was, let me tell you what. Okay, I, I got to go because I'm way up. behind on commercials, but. Um, well, I'm it, just saying, let's get into the more and more of the institutional. Mm look at what's going on right and talk about that how about in addition to it because what we're not going to do is just pick one group and then say one thing is wrong because we've been doing that for years and nothing changes thank you mike for your call i appreciate it but i think i gotta say before we go that in the end what we have to remember is that when i was in school my classrooms were 30 to 35 people 40, 50 years ago. And guess what? We graduated just fine. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Chloe Marie said, question, doctor, when did black people start this idea of blaming other black people as helping? It's giving sideline shaming and judgmental vibes. It doesn't seem to be the best way to help listeners. Well, Part of our issue, like in the world, is that we actually stop shaming people. We actually stop telling people, hey, don't do that. That's bad for you. That's dumb. Don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. We stop doing that because we don't want people to feel bad. And then when they don't feel bad, they do whatever they want to do, and then they hurt themselves, and we end up paying for it. Why? But anyway. She goes on to say, because it seems like this narrative of good black people against bad black people 
has been difficult for the defense and the debate is running dry. I don't understand what you mean by that good against bad. If I do good, I have grown up in an era across multiple generations that if you're successful, you're looked down upon when you're black by some other black people. And I don't understand that. I already get it from my white counterparts. Oh, you think you're all that? I get it from my white counterparts when I was at NPD. Lobbing bombs and grenades and messing up stuff and trying to make you look bad and talking about you, writing you up, doing all kind of crazy stuff to make you look bad because they're just because they're intimidated. Well, that's not my problem. She goes on to say, we have a hard time admitting we need help. Thanks for standing up for the misfits today. Well, here's the key. You're absolutely right. But you have to take the help. See, my saying isn't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I might lead you to water. I'm not going to make you drink. I'm not going to even bother. If you don't want to go, we're just going to stop now. Because if you don't care, why should I? When you don't step to the line, I say it all the time. I'm not coming to you where you are. I need to see something in you, a step toward the line, somewhere where there's something in you that says, I need to change this. Then I can help you. But if you want to wallow where you are, stay where you are, live where you are. And I'm talking about the people that want to move. Some of the people that want to move can't move because of the system that's set up in place. That when you try to get out, things are just against you. Can't quite get a job, can't quite make enough money, get education, but can't quite get the job. We're tired of seeing this over and over, decade after decade, generation after generation. Build your own stuff, your own business, your own shoe shop, your own haberdashery, that's hats, your own shirt, everything. Do it yourself. Be self-sufficient like everybody else is. Stop complaining about what other people have and other people aren't sharing and other people aren't giving to you. Get your own. Get with other people. I'm telling you, networks are everything. Groups you're in, people you work with are everything. Every single family should be in at least two organizations. Somebody in that family should be in a NAACP, Urban League, fraternity, sorority, mason, something where they have a network of people where somebody in there got something more than you in some area in your life so that you can give and you can also receive. And do it quietly. You ain't got to tell everybody. Be quiet with your, with, with, your, with your wealth. Be quiet with what you have. But that doesn't mean we don't help each other come together and build it together. Because otherwise, if we don't even build our own media, we're going to start having other people voice the narrative for us. And that will be our demise. You're listening to Truth in the afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Top five at five news. You got it right here on the new 
1017 The Truth.